9.15, let's have a great day, everybody. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. I'm upset, Elder! I'm upset! My boy's wicked smart. Say what again? Say what again? Ancestors protect me. Me, they protect you. It is perfectly fine to watch TV all day. And here we go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That, the show that brings you a lot of opinions and offers very little credibility. My name is Nick. And I'm Dallin, and we are stoked to talk about the latest in movies, TV, and more with you today. If you like what we're doing, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at don't quote me underscore pod. Again, that's at don't quote me underscore pod. Thank you all for listening. Let's roll. Hey, everybody. We are a little late to the game this week, but that is because it's Valentine's Day weekend and we wanted to record a very special episode with our lady friends. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't like word. that you said lady friends. <laughs> I, I don't like it either, especially because I'm married. It feels weird to call Kelsey my <laughs> call lady your wife friend. your lady friend. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. It's cool. Will you be my lady friend forever? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, but before we get them on, there is some news to talk about. But first of all, Nick, happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh my gosh, you're too kind. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to you, as it always turns into. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, it's all about me. And it's the only thing that makes the month of February somewhat tolerable. Although yeah, it doesn't oh my do gosh. much for it. Doesn't the do weather better. in Nebraska right now is atrocious. It is, I think next Monday, the high is going to be zero. The low is negative 17. I saw Bunny's <laughs> story. Yeah. I, I said negative 17. What? Yeah. Like it's 40 degrees in Utah and Utah's a pretty cold state. Yeah. So. No, that's delightful. <laughs> no, it was nice. I was walking around campus today in a, in a t-shirt basically. <laughs> so sucks for you, man. So screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some news really quick. Cause we got, yeah, an awesome conversation with bunny and kelsey coming up so really quick uh one cool thing that i thought and was definitely not expecting so ryan coogler is producing a series for disney plus based on the kingdom of wakanda so that's kind of all we know about it so far but if it's anything like black panther i mean it's from the the same creator so high hopes for it maybe it'll be like you know, Game of Thrones style politics in Wakanda, which I'd be down <laughs> okay, with. Okay, that, that, that gets me excited, but I I don't know if Disney. Uh, I mean, without the backstabbing and the brothels without... and <laughs> heads right. being chopped off, but. Uh, we've got a new Cloverfield sequel. The Cloverfield universe feels like one that just keeps, it spits out a new movie yeah. every few years and you totally and they're forget. they're all inconsistent too they all are varying levels of quality yeah i was actually a fan low-key of uh 10 cloverfield lane oh i liked that one but cloverfield paradox i thought was kind of weird but did the, you ever see that no i didn't i, didn't. <laughs> I think didn't. it's on netflix <laughs> yeah i think it is too i think i've scrolled past it several times but jj abrams is going to be behind um this cloverfield sequel and it will be a direct sequel to the original movie titled 
you know, Cloverfield. So at least we're getting some linear <laughs> consistency. Maybe yeah, finally uh, a follow up because um, the other two are just kind of spinoffs. So this this next bit is just kind of crazy to show you how fast sensational news makes it into Hollywood. We are getting not one, but two movies and a limited TV series based on the GameStop stock drama. One is going to be from Netflix with Mark Bull writing. He is the writer behind The Hurt Locker. And in that one, Noah Centieno. How do you even say his last name? Centieno? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. No, the, the guy in all the Netflix rom-coms, <laughs> he's in it. <laughs> yep. And then the other one is from the author that the Social Network book, who wrote the book, uh, The Social Network, which they based the movie off of. Yeah, The Accidental Billionaires. Um, that, that one's intriguing to me, but Nick, it's almost irritating how every, uh, notable piece of news is made into a movie, not just Um, one movie, multiple projects. (laughs) Right. So do you think that the, I mean, we're not, uh, experts in this field by any means, but do you think that the GameStop stock drama deserves even one movie? I mean, I have no idea. Um, maybe. I mean, it <laughs> deserves a mention in textbooks for sure because it was crazy, but I mean, it's already kind of dying down. And I don't know, think of six months from now in when we're getting solid news of these films and when they're going to come out. Is anyone going to care? That's kind of what I think. It'll be kind of uh, like... like It'll be old news, basically, yeah. by the time these things come out. Yeah, exactly. That kind of reminds me. So, you know, there's like at least three Tiger King projects in the works right now. And it kind of just reminds me of that. Why? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure the nation is over the the Tiger King craze. I don't know who is going to be interested in one uh, or three more <laughs> Tiger King projects. But here's what I'll say. I'm... I, I'm interested to see this story told of the, you know, the GameStop stock stuff. Uh, I'm interested to see the story told in a cinematic way. Um, and if if capable people are behind it, then I'm game. I'm game for this one. But I think it just depends on the stories that you personally find interesting. Like I found this pretty intriguing. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, Cole Maftel, who who's like super, who was super invested in it. Uh, literally and uh, <laughs> figuratively, uh, and so it, finance it's, joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually finance. That's how you pronounce it. It's what oh. My, it's what my finance professor taught me. Finance. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. But Nick, I personally, I'm interested because I find this story interesting. Whereas with Tiger King, I find nothing about that <laughs> intriguing, and so I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to any of the Tiger King projects. Even though Nick Cage is going to be Joe Exotic? <laughs> Watching Nicolas Cage limp to the finish uh, of his career is something to behold. And by <laughs> limp to the finish, I mean the last two decades. That's actually something my dad said about Bruce Willis. He says, we're just watching him kind of limp because he's in, he's in just a bunch of weird stuff lately. Totally. All right. Well, the next bit of news has me really excited because this sounds super cool. So this is going to be a Batman comedic podcast for HBO Max, which I don't really get how HBO Max is doing a podcast. 
but <laughs> I guess whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out when it comes out. But Jeffrey Wright, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's easy. We figured it out. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Wright, who we know from um, I don't know, lots uh, of things. James Bond, so, <laughs> yeah, so he's Westworld, always been a CIA he's, guy. Yeah, he's in, in Westworld G- too. Yep. Um, he's gonna be and in the upcoming Batman with Robert Pattinson. So he's actually going to voice Batman in this though. It's called Batman, the audio adventures, and it has a crazy cast and a lot of them are SNL alums. So just to name a few Rosario Dawson from the Mandalorian, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Chris Parnell, Keenan Thompson, Fred Armisen, Melissa Villasenor, and a ton more. So this sounds really cool. Nice. Yeah, it does sound cool. And, and, you know, it's interesting because it's different, right? They're doing something yeah. different. And these are all funny people. And I've already seen, you know, Comedy Central used to come out with those kind of uh, like those comedy videos that were, um, oh my gosh, what do you, what do you say? It was a parody. It was a parody Mm -hmm. of the Dark Knight trilogy um, with a lot of different scenarios that I found really funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Remember those like college humor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what it was. College humor. My bad. On YouTube. Those were great. (laughs) Yeah. Blake Liza Gang would always show me. Um, all of those in alliance, but uh, anyway, so John M. Chu is going to direct a feature film version of the Wicked Broadway musical, uh, which is obviously super famous. So it's going to get a big screen adaptation. He's the guy that did Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, he did a couple of Step Up movies, and then he is doing the In the Heights uh, movie that's coming out soon. And I think that's a Warner Brothers. One, so it'll be mm-hmm. theatrical and um, I'm talking about In the Heights, by the way, not Wicked. In the Heights is a <laughs> theatrical and HBO Max release. Yep. So that'll be out this year. And so, I mean, sounds like it'd be awesome. I love Wicked. And if he has the experience from doing a different musical, sounds perfect. My The most exposure I've had to Wicked is when Winston is singing... <laughs> When he has Schmidt and Cece yeah. in his trunk unknowingly. Schmidt threatens to tell everyone he <laughs> sings it in the car. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually seen Wicked. I, I, oh, I've I seen it, love, I think, twice. I'm a big fan, yeah. I love live theater. Um, never seen Wicked, though. It's on my bucket list. All right, and then last but not least, so we, we talked a little bit about the Army Hammer drama last time, and he has now officially been dropped by both his agency and his publicist. So apparently cannibalism, <laughs> apparently cannibalism doesn't pay, you know? Uh, dang. <laughs> Thought I had a fallback. <laughs> I mean, just come on. He has to be one, right? <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are blue. It's time for your dental cleaning and maybe a checkup too. So, in honor of Valentine's Day, which is coming up this Sunday, Nick and I have decided to have our significant others on the show with us. So, Bunny, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. I feel so honored to be here. Love the feature. Yeah, it's a privilege to have you on here. You're, you're pretty much a celebrity around here. Your name gets brought up a lot, and uh, it's pretty, pretty nice to finally have you on. And I mean, it's just nice to have half of our audience on the show today, too. <laughs> so in addition to Bunny, we've got Kelsey, my wife. Um, Kelsey, how are you? I'm excellent as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
So we are going to talk about The Bachelor. We're going to talk about some of our favorite rom-coms um, because that goes really nicely with uh, Valentine's Day. But before we do that, Bunny, what what kind of TV and movies do you like the most? I think TV-wise, I'm a big drama person. So The Bachelor is definitely in my top five. Also a huge Survivor fan. Movie-wise, love comedies. Okay, favorite comedy. Wait, 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 let me guess. Jack and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do love Adam Sandler movies. I know that's an unpopular opinion around here. I think my favorite has got to be... um, What's the... um, <laughs> the Will Ferrell movie with um Marky Mark. The other guys. The, oh, other, the other guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one. We we also really like Will Ferrell. We're we're big fans of uh Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Step Brothers. Those are all great. But Kelsey, what uh what do you prefer? Um I prefer anything that uh has a lot, many seasons and the episodes are very long, so I can binge watch it. It doesn't really matter if it's that good. Um, <laughs> so. so what's an example? Um, an example would be um, Grey's Anatomy. Not a fan anymore, but I did spend a lot of time in that uh, I feel show. like that's a lot of people. They just kind of yeah. have dropped off with it. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. It, 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 yeah, it took a turn for the worse, but... I spent way too much time watching Grey's Anatomy before I realized how horrible it was. And you know <laughs> what? Did. Nick, that also happened to me with when John Simpson recommended that I watch The Secret Life of an American Teenager. Want to hear a funny like, story about John and I in that show? Yes. So we thought like, okay, we got to check this show out. Like everyone is talking about it and we're, we're maybe in eighth grade or whatever. Were they? Was everyone talking? I guess about like it? our, all of our eighth grade friends that were girls were, I should preface, <laughs> not the world. <laughs> but anyway, we were watching it in his basement, like on his Xbox or something. And his dad like starts coming down the stairs and we have never turned the channel faster than when we thought Greg Simpson was going to catch us watching Secret Life of the American Teenager. Like, probably thought we were watching some X-rated film or something. Like, well, you guys must have really liked it because you, I, I don't know if it was just Nick, John or, or both of you. We, but you we never ma- watched more than two episodes, so I think he just tricked you into watching it. <laughs> I think I watched a whole season. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, we all have become fans of The Bachelor. I am new to the show. This is the first and, time I've... And so am I. This is only my second. I watched one episode of The Bachelor from two years ago with Juan Pablo and was not impressed uh, because Juan Pablo was kind of boring he was bothering me a lot but i like i like matt a lot more uh this season so it's a lot more watchable for me but um i don't know bunny why why is the bachelor in your top five all-time tv shows and i'm also curious how long you've been watching it okay i haven't been watching it that long i used to watch it all the time growing up like with my mom and sisters but kind of took a bachelor break in high school and got back into it 
I live in a sorority house, so it's talked about <laughs> during most meals. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm just addicted to the love story, but also mostly just all the people having to fight over one person. The drama. The concept of the show is <laughs> hilarious to me. It's a game show to win a husband. <laughs> so, okay, so so you bring up a good point. Are you a serious viewer or do you watch it more to kind of poke fun at it or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I always am a fan when it works out for the couple in the end. So I'm serious in that aspect of things, but most of the dates and stuff like that are just fun to yeah. laugh at. I think that's a great attitude for it too. <laughs> so Kelsey, um, how many episodes in are we right now? Is it, is it around the fifth episode? Um, yes. Yeah, I think there's been five so far. Do you remember? Okay, so there's been five. So Six Kelsey, tonight. <laughs> Who 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 are you rooting for? Um, who am I rooting for to win or to get voted off? Both. <laughs> I guess both. <laughs> well, we all know that we want MJ gone. Um, even though she, you know, has awesome hair. Her hair's so <laughs> <Totally>. cool. <laughs> and she has nice arms. Um <laughs> I, I didn't notice that part. I liked MJ uh, a lot at the beginning, but yeah, she's such a bully. During yeah. the whole varsity JV thing, <laughs> it's like there has to be a drama queen. And once uh, Victoria got did not get a rose, then MJ kind of, you know, took took over that role, which was interesting. Her like evilness transferred into MJ. So <laughs> evil spirit. That's why Victoria could leave though, is because there was finally another villain like big enough to <laughs> fill Victoria's shoes. So the producers are like, okay, we can let her go now. And now she's gone. So we'll see how long MJ lasts. But um long answer to your question. I like Katie. I like Rachel. I like Serena P. Um and I like Maggie, even though we've seen 0.5 seconds of her on the I screen. also was such a Maggie fan and <laughs> but like she's never on screen. You just don't know anything exactly. about her. Yeah, I love she's Katie, only though. on screen when Katie's she's like she, when she can't paddle the, the pumpkin <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So she embarrassing. Could not, she could not use a paddle whatsoever. <laughs> she was like Andy in the office who just got stranded in oh, yeah. the, the lake. In the sumo suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was Maggie her. in a yeah. pumpkin. They just, just left stuck. Maggie out there all night. She's such a good, she's such a good sport. Like she just laughed the whole time. And all the other girls were just, you know, like so I don't like, get what. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was taken off guard after Matt's date with Rachel. I was like, oh, they should just stop the show and these guys should just get together. I just felt like... <laughs> like, we can just end it here. Well, that's what yeah. happened with the previous season of The Bachelorette. It didn't work. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, Phyllis and Bunny, I, I still am not super clear on what happened there. Okay. Yeah, give us the whole... Essentially... Just, like, quick rundown. Okay. Claire, The Bachelorette, fell in love essentially at first sight with Dale, <laughs> one of the contestants in Dale. <laughs> yeah. yeah Claire and Dale. Dale and just um, blew everyone else off and they got engaged after two weeks. <laughs> I think it was maybe five episodes worth of content that they really milked out of the filming. But so, so, so did they like break the rules then? Like, cause you're supposed to wait until there's only a few girls or a few, or a few uh, guys, I guess, to propose. 
right? So yes. did they jump Usually the gun? Usually it comes down to like a final two. Yeah. And then the bachelor or bachelorette would choose who they want to propose or they would propose to that person. Um, she just said to Chris Harrison, I'd like to cut <laughs> <I'm good>. this <laughs> short. He's Man. the one. Are they still together now? <laughs> they have officially broken up in the oh, last man. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. She just secretly hated the bachelorette. She just and really wanted, wanted to ruin out, it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. uh, so who do you guys think is going to win? I don't know. I like Katie so far, but, and she's also getting the but most screen time. Win. So that's kind of like yeah. a clear picture. I, I don't think, think she's going to be a front runner or even think? in the top four. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I agree. It feels I'm like thinking, Katie's more of a friend. She's kind of Matt's yeah, friend. She doesn't really true. have a romantic relationship yeah, with him. Exactly. Especially compared to like Kit or any of the other people that we've seen with a, a one-on-one date. Yeah. Yeah, Kit. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? You don't like Kit? I like Kit. I think she's I think she's um very different than the other girls, obviously. But I think she's I think she's a nice person. <laughs> just when she opened up and she was like, oh, it's just that my mom is so rich and famous and that's so hard. I was always at photo shoots and like red carpets with gold Bentleys. <laughs> oh, dang. But don't worry. We love spending time in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're still normal. <laughs> I promise. So verdict's out on how you guys feel about Kit, it sounds like. Yeah, no, no, it's just I funny. <laughs> Brie. She doesn't, she doesn't have like a big personality to me. I don't. I don't really see Kit's personality. Yeah, like maybe she's just not showing it. Brie, I like Brie a lot. Brie seems she went cool. on. Yeah, she went on the yeah. first one-on-one, so we haven't seen her a lot since then. But totally. she seems normal. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a low bar, but that's like she's not problematic within the household. Yeah, it's just like interesting to talk about these people because they're our age. And like you look at their lives and they're on the show and they have like all this money and they like look so put together. And then I'm like sitting in down sweatpants watching the show. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, we're the same age. Yeah, I mean, like Kit, Kit's like three years younger than us or yeah, two years younger young. than us. She's super young. Um, yeah, so it is interesting. You're watching someone on the screen and you assume that they are... Uh, like they could be like in old. your class. Like <laughs> they could be in your, you know? yeah. like a lot of college girls are on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about Victoria now because she was just so ridiculous. And I have to believe it was an act because just the thought of someone like that actually walking around is a little unsettling. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she had to have been hired by someone. (laughs) Someone's paying her to act the way she does. Well, and they do that, right? The show, I mean, they do hire certain people or individuals for each season, right? Some crazies. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, of course, there's tons of, you know, the producer's influence. And they're like, you have to do this. You have to do that. You should say this. You should say that. But I have no idea if they, like, actually actively recruit crazy people but yeah yeah i think it's proof of it it's either that the producers were seeking a sociopath or that (laughs) they thought victoria was normal and then victoria made her strategy to be psychotic or whatever but um i mean they do that in survivor too right guys won't won't they pick some weirdos and just kind of throw them in with 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 other people (laughs) just to see what happens absolutely there's always someone that's kind of crazy on the show 
Yeah, because they need, I mean, like Kelsey said, the producers, they need drama. You know, they need conflict. There needs yeah. to be a villain. And Victoria was perfect for that because I don't think that Matt, if he actually got to choose every single rose that he handed mm-hmm. out, I do not think she would have made it past the first night. Totally. Exactly. She was obviously... I think there's stuff like that too, where they tell him, you know, you have to keep her around for four days or for the at least the first three ceremonies or whatever, and then you can chop her off. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my my theory is that they give him like they, they there's like three or four roses that the producers assign and then Matt gets to choose the rest kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he like he gets most of the say, but then there's a few that they yeah, that they can keep on if they want. Yeah, I think that I too, know. that there's a balance between, you know, Matt's choice and the, the producers, obviously. But I don't know. So far I'm I'm a big fan of this season. Do you guys think it was better so far than the last season with um what was his name peter because i already think it is peter's a knucklehead like he was so dumb he didn't know how to do the bachelor no one gave him lessons <laughs> which is funny because he was on the bachelorette <laughs> right and yeah matt had done think, it before i think it's so refreshing that matt's new to it and he's made that comment like yeah i'm going through this for the first time too which i think is cool i think he's a little bit of a goof but <laughs> i think he's i think he's more sincere than what we've seen in previous seasons so my concern is with the percentage of americans that watch the show and think that that's how relationships are supposed to work you know like matt has his first one-on-one conversation with a girl and it's like it's a competition to see how quickly they can bring their walls down and share really intimate parts of their life you know to kind of establish trust so i'm just worried about people watching this and oversharing uh, in in every date that they go on (laughs) they have to though they only get like 30 minutes with the man you know know? (laughs) well that's why i mean the structure of the show you you have to it's the game like buddy said you know, it's like a game show for a man. Um, but I just, I don't know. I get worried about people like projecting those things on <laughs> into their real life. Uh, I know but, you hope people have the common sense or the, at least the parents to tell the kids that watch it. This isn't normal. <laughs> Dating 20 people at the same time. Isn't a good idea. <laughs> my parents never gave me that disclaimer. I watched it with my mom too, bunny when I was like, a kid and now I'm thinking about it and I'm like wow I'm surprised my mom let me watch (laughs) maybe it's gotten a little more pg-13 in the last uh, couple years I mean I think it has to just for the the entertainment value people want them to be cattier they want them to be meaner (laughs) yep for sure my mom usually only watches Hallmark movies. Like she's so like only G-rated. And then my sisters found that she had recorded The Bachelor and she was like watching The Bachelor secretly. And so we give her, <laughs> we give her a lot Mom's of grief. No for one could know. <laughs> guilty pleasure. She goes downstairs and yep, watches The Bachelor. Well, you just told the whole world. I know, it's for you, Jill. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> That's a loose way to put it. (laughs) It's generous. (laughs) Anyway, so, okay, I want to talk about this really quick. So last week I noticed this while we were watching it live in one of the commercials came up with like, do you know someone seeking love? But it wasn't casting for a normal Bachelor season. It was casting for a new season that's going to be focused on senior citizens. I love it. You love it? Are you going to watch it? (laughs) Well... 
you would hope there's not as much drama because they're they're adults <laughs> they're not college I hope age more. you know like they <laughs> yeah have had careers and retired and whatnot probably but i think i think that that could potentially like capture the real meaning of the bachelor like someone sincerely going on trying to find someone but totally. probably not they'll probably find a way to make it really dramatic I would love, though, if it's just, like, old people being really mean and catty. <laughs> they act the same. The that would make me sad. That sounds that like an SNL be... skit. Like, yes, it does. I, I'm just picturing a bunch of old ladies trying to get with, like, what, like a handsome old man? Like a, like a really... No, like a young guy. <laughs> oh, no. Some, some, some pushback. Matt, there would be some it doesn't pushback. work out this season. He doesn't find anyone. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I keep him on. Which of um, your favorite, or which of the Bachelor spinoffs are your favorite, Bunny? Um, I just watched the Listen to Your Heart spinoff. Mm-hmm. They did with um, Singers in the spring um and i loved it i loved the musical element <laughs> and they perform like duets together uh-huh and there were guest judges like kesha and oh my nice. gosh. yeah i watched the first stuff. episode with you but then i i didn't keep up with it yeah, I, loved I, it. I haven't it. seen that on what to watch wednesday so <laughs> <laughs> they were a little Shoot. bit more real life people too you know yeah. they seemed a little bit they weren't all models and influencers <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just people trying to get a music career and also a husband i guess as well <laughs> two for one is the bachelor in paradise was that one of the spinoffs is that what you guys are talking about because i've the only never one I've seen that of. one that's a, that is another spinoff do you watch that one kelsey I don't. What I understand of that one is like they take the most dramatic people from each season and put them on that show. Seriously, like they take the troublemakers and then put them on an island with so like Victoria troublemakers from other seasons. <laughs> yeah, like Victoria, MJ. What? Who's the other wait. girl that was? Um, Anna. Oh, Anna. Oh, yes, yeah. Anna. Yeah. Yeah. With the crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, she was like so scary. <laughs> if her, looks like, could kill. Yeah. Her She's like, teeth. Yeah. She had giant teeth. It seemed like. <laughs> I'm sure that if not that they'll listen to this, but if they did, I'm sure they would feel really. <laughs> Victoria deleted her Instagram. Just as a side. I saw that. I think oh. people were. I think we're people were being pretty harsh. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sure. I mean. <laughs> Well, first of all, people are mean, but second of all, she kind of isn't that why she isn't that why why she was yeah, acting that way? I mean, you can't go on a show and be that crazy and not expect that to happen, I think. Some backlash, yeah. You never but know. The you. producers could have really screwed her over and just cut the worst things that came out of her mouth and put like, it in the show. Like <laughs> Meredith in the office when at the in the finale you find out she was like going to grad school and stuff yeah. and they, they only kept this stuff about, about her alcoholism or something. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe like Victoria's usually like really nice. She's then, an angel. Yeah. <laughs> just when she drinks, maybe uh, during the cocktail party, she just immediately goes like witch mode (laughs) (laughs) and scene okay so now let's just talk about some of our favorite and maybe also some of our least favorite rom-coms so just to start it off i think something that we all put on our list which is funny is crazy stupid love 
Wow. That's so funny that we all put it down. I love this movie. Just the cast is great. The story's great. It's just all great. Well, and I think this is one of my favorites because it's more of a bromance movie than it is <laughs> a rom-com, you know? And well, it's both obviously. And I like how it, it manages to tell like three or four different love stories that all culminate in, in a really cool kind of twist, you know, towards the end of the movie. But yeah, for me, the, the heart of this film is the relationship between Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, uh, Ryan Gosling, has really great comedic timing. I love him in The Nice Guys. Um, and he's funny in The Big Short. He's re- really good at playing a kind of this kind of kind of a D-bag persona, like a really cocky guy, you know, that that has a lot of faults. And my favorite quote from this one is when he's at the mall with Steve Carell and he says, Are you Steve Jobs? <laughs> Are you Steve Jobs? Do you do you own Apple computers? And he's like, then you can never wear these New Balance shoes again. <laughs> like the big, the big and then dad he keeps shoes. Them too. <laughs> yeah. That whole part's so funny. Just the second Steve Carell starts unvelcroing his wallet, he's like, you've got a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So so this one made um, your list, Nick. It did not make Bunny's list though. Have you seen this one, Bunny? I I have seen it. Just not as well as you guys, probably. <laughs> and just didn't feel the need to write it down twice. <laughs> Kelsey, do you have any thoughts on Crazy Stupid Love? No, um, I think you got it. <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's in it, which is cool. Yeah, right. What's his name? Um, oh, uh, David, David Linhagen. Like David Linhagen and Ryan Gosling's like, let me guess, David Linhagen. David Linhagen. Because <laughs> I heard you saying it 20 times over at the bar. For the last um, week. <laughs> so another one that made a lot of our lists was 500 Days of Summer. And I'm, I'm actually going to challenge this one as a rom-com. I really don't see it as much of a rom-com. But Nick, uh, what what makes this this one so likable for you? I just think this is such a good movie because of one I love the style and I love the the use of music in it I think it has one of the greatest soundtracks for a movie and then just also uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel are great in it and I completely think this is a romantic comedy it has great hilarious moments from you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt getting wasted and singing karaoke. And um, yeah. I love the, I love his friends too. And his little sister, I think super funny. Like when they're playing Wii and she's like telling him to suck it up and stop being a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his, yeah. His sister's hilarious. And he like comes and pulls her out of her soccer game and stuff when he needs <laughs> advice. Um, this one, it just, it's not, I mean, I think one of the characteristics of a rom-com is that it needs to be lighthearted, right? Uh, this one has a couple lighthearted moments, like you're saying, but it's it's focusing on the darker side of relationships, which is what happens when things don't go the way we want them to. And to reference one of the best scenes of the movie, when our expectations don't meet reality. Uh, so I, I so if if Five Hundred Days of Summer is a rom-com, is like la la land a rom-com or you know where, where where do we draw the line okay that's fair i guess the i i hadn't thought wrong. of it that way i but the light-hearted point is a really good one like it's not what you usually think of for sure because it is way more dramatic 
Well, and I think that's why I like it so much is it is a little bit darker, um, but still hopeful, you know, and it's not, it's, it's about more than just two people falling in love, which is what something like failure to launch with Matthew McConaughey is about, you know, like there's more, there's more depth to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it kind of, it changes your expectations at the end. Cause you know, spoiler alert, but they don't end up together, <laughs> which I liked, you know? That's what I hated about it. You didn't yeah, like it. <laughs> I always want the happy ending. In the that's, couple the beauty to end that's why you didn't like La La Land either when we watched it together. <laughs> you didn't like La La Land, Bunny? Kelsey didn't like La La Land either. Hey, I did not not like it. <laughs> didn't, if you don't think La La Land is amazing, then you didn't like it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the way I see it. I agree. Um, so, so, Kelsey, what's one of your favorite rom-coms? Um, I like The Proposal. Oh, so good. Yeah, we saw that, that um, like over Christmas. It was on TV while we were both in Colorado and we watched it. That's the first time you had seen it? No, no. Just like <laughs> I had seen it when it came out, but I hadn't seen it again in such a long time. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I think I forget about that one, but it is really good. And I hilarious. think that one has, yeah, so many like hidden gem moments. And yeah. Oh my gosh. I love and... the little dog too, Kevin. <laughs> the dog is so cute. <laughs> It's my favorite yeah. part. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I do have High School Musical on my list now. <laughs> Not sure if that's a rom-com, but you can't you can't beat Troy and Gabriella. You know, their love. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Nick, were you a were you a High School Musical fan back in the day? Um, when it was I can't a big say deal? I really was. <laughs> I saw the first two on TV just because, like. They were so huge, but I never have seen the third well, to this day still. Corbin Blue was a big deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the whole thing of them spontaneous. It was like my first experience watching a movie musical, and I like I couldn't deal with the spontaneous singing, you know, like a four-minute <laughs> musical number. Um, every five or six minutes got a little tedious for me. Um, but it's one of Kelsey's favorite rom-coms. Because <laughs> I just watched it and it didn't let me down. Is that what you're going to so. watch on Valentine's Day? Maybe. The third one. <laughs> we should pick a, yeah, we should pick a rom-com to watch. But Bunny, what about you? What's What, what are some of your favorite ones? 10 Things I Hate About You, hands down, my favorite so rom-com. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's getting a lot of, a lot of love <laughs> yeah. so far. He's anyway, young continue. in that too. He is so, he's so young. <laughs> Just love the love story between Julia Stiles' character and Heath Ledger. He's just phenomenal. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When he's singing to her at the end, I love that part. Yeah. That's the best part of the whole movie, I think. I, I remember him trying to light it. Like he's in science class. He's trying to light a cigarette on the Bunsen burner <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. He's just like this stereotypical bad guy or bad boy, but also um, has a soft side. And he, he plays it really well. And Kelsey hasn't seen that one. So I thank you for, for adding a movie to our watch list. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I want a lot. I haven't That's seen most of Nick's favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, well, I'll just go through a couple more of mine then really quick. So I also had Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's probably my all-time favorite, I'd say. So I, good. I just love it. I mean, I've Jason seen that movie like Siegel. 20 times, I bet. Yeah, just Jason Siegel's great. Mila Kunis, I love her. And all the side characters are great. Paul Rudd's in know. it, and he is so funny. He's the surf instructor and he's like, <laughs> you sound oh, like you're wearing from a watch when I moved here. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, uh, my phone has one. I didn't really need it. 
uh, Jonah another. Hill. That's one of Jonah oh Hill's my gosh, yeah. uh, first performances as well. Um, I totally forgot. I, I guess I kind of set aside the Judd Apatow type um, comedies like that. Like I Love You Man as well comes to mind with Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are really, really good. Um, and I wonder, you, you almost don't get as many of those these days. I know that, um, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron was, is that, is that who made a movie? Yeah. We saw that one. That was called, what was it? The long shot. The long shot. Yeah. How, how was that one? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, I liked it, but it just, I mean, it wasn't up to what forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall is, or honestly, any of the ones that we've mentioned, but it, it was I well learned done. I learned how to play the Dracula song on the piano from forgetting (laughs) Sarah Marshall from his, uh, it's like an opera that he makes or something. (laughs) It's a Dracula rock rock opera with puppets. (laughs) Oh, Bill Hader's in that too. Like everyone is in that. It's it's just such a good movie. And then another one I love is The Big Sick. This is also maybe kind of like 500 Days of Summer where it's, not as lighthearted, but um, it's great. It stars Camille Nanjiani, and it's about his real life too, which is really cool. It's about how he and his wife um, were were going through this huge illness when they were first getting together, and then she turned it into a screenplay. So I think that the personal aspect of that is also really cool. Is that on? Is that an Amazon original? It is. Yeah, like so Perfect. you can watch that on Prime. Right on. Awesome. Rio Romano is also in that. (laughs) Holly Hunter. (laughs) Following his success from Ice Age. (laughs) Exactly, Manny. Yeah, he's in a mammoth costume too. It's kind of distracting at first, but then you get into it. All right, so for every good rom-com, there's about 25 bad ones. Um, And Nick... When you were thinking about your least favorite rom-coms, you said anything with Adam Sandler. <laughs> now, the only reason that that, I mean, you're, you're going to get no pushback from me on that, Nick. But <laughs> Thank you. One of Kelsey's favorite rom-coms is 50 First Dates, and Bunny is a big Adam Sandler fan as well. <laughs> she loves Jack and Jill, we established earlier. <laughs> I mean, I liked Uncut Gems. So exactly, that... but that's not a rom-com, so that's... You know, <laughs> oh, it's not. Shoot. <laughs> um, so, so Nick, why do you hate Adam Sandler so much? It should go without saying, but <laughs> I mean, it, I don't want to sound too harsh. I, but I just don't think he's funny. <laughs> I, I thought he was funny in some of his stuff on SNL when you rewatch that, but I just, I don't know, like Water Boy. Happy Gilmore. I don't really think that's funny. Obviously, not Jack and Jill, not bedtime stories, not Happy <laughs> Halloween. Like, just and, go with it. It's hilarious. Uh, it's a great rom com. Everyone should watch. See, I haven't seen them all. Too to to Adam's credit, there there could be one that I like <laughs> that I just haven't seen yet. To Mr. Sandler's credit, <laughs> I, I think part of it, Nick, because I completely agree with you. Um, Part of it is that our generation prefers a different style of comedy. Adam Sandler was still part of the kind of slapstick, stupid comedy, whereas we, in big part, thanks to shows like The Office and Arrested Development, um, we prefer more situational, uncomfortable, realistic, cringeworthy humor, you know, like dry 
sarcastic humor as opposed to uh adam sandler playing uh like a, a really dumb water boy or something exactly you know? i think that like you put it perfectly i just don't like his style of comedy because it's that you know like poop comedy and like you know that's the funniest thing in the movie is when someone farts like i don't want that to be the case i want there to be actual clever jokes that you know you kind of have to think about and then it's situational too but bunny really likes him (laughs) (laughs) this is the biggest fight we've ever had (laughs) uh for me i am not into the Matthew McConaughey early stuff, the romantic comedies like Kelsey showed Failure me to how launch. to lose a guy, <laughs> how to lose a guy in 10 days, failure to launch, uh, fool's gold. Fool's gold yeah. is not good. Everyone knows yeah, that, that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so which, which ones do you like? From I do like how to lose a guy in 10 days. So there you go. Um, I'm also not, I know this isn't a rom-com, but all the Nicholas spark stuff I find exhausting. Like, uh, <laughs> the notebook, uh, Dear John, Safe Haven, The Lucky One, you know, all those romantic dramas that all have the same exact poster where it's like, <laughs> it's like two people, two like people holding standing each by other. a lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, and, and in particular, The Notebook is so confusing to me why it's such a classic because you're, you're watching this exhausting relationship, the whole movie. That's really, yeah, they're just really mean to each other, the whole movie to the point where you're not really rooting for them uh, (laughs) by the end. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I like the notebook though. I haven't seen any of the others, but I've also had zero desire to see any of the others just kind of for that same reason where they kind of, in my opinion, seem like they're the same thing because they all have the same poster. (laughs) Mm-hmm. which is how i feel about all of the netflix original rom-coms i feel like they are yeah they're just churning like, those out like those teen rom-coms yeah. like the how to lose a guy and like kissing booth they are just cranking yep. those out kissing like nobody's booth. business mm-hmm. and you put that against like the proposal or 500 days of summer and you're like this is this is not it this mm-hmm. is not a rom-com or, or another one you we didn't mention on it. the good side is 17 again like that one's another amazing mm-hmm. one that like, just doesn't compare to <laughs> we just watched that again we, we just watched that again actually and yeah it, it is it is pretty funny it's a fun one. <laughs> are there um, any that you but anyway like funny or do you like most i don't think i can hate on any of these movies <laughs> i love i love all of them I shouldn't say love. I tolerate most movies. <laughs> You're you are more forgiving, Bunny, than we are. That's especially sure. more forgiving than Dallin. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is great. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll conclude the episode by just talking about what we've been watching uh, in the past week or two, and what we're looking forward to. So yeah. Nick so this is kind Bunny, of fun because guys- we. We have the pleasure of talking about what we're watching with the people that we watch most of this stuff with. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yeah, obviously we're we're always watching Survivor, <laughs> cranking through those seasons. <laughs> and then last week I made Bunny watch The Departed for the first time. So that was fun. We had to watch it in two parts though, because it's so long. But it's pretty long. Uh, yeah, that was great. And then we also watched another rom-com this week, Easy A. Though <laughs> that one I like. But 
I am so confused by the plot and like the 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 moral. I guess <laughs> like what was the the lesson at the end? Is that it's okay to be a slut if it's not real? <laughs> if it's not if it's real, not real. <laughs> yeah. I actually tried rewatching that um, about a month ago, and I made it as far as her listening to the is it Walking on Sunshine? No, pocketful. Oh, pocketful of sunshine. <laughs> okay, hard. that's not far Sorry. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I it just I just wasn't feeling it, and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is one of those movies. Uh, I would almost put Seventeen again in this category as well. That were really funny in high school, but don't hold up as much when you watch them later. But I don't know if you guys saw it recently, and it's still good. Then maybe I just wasn't as. I mean, patient. it's still good, but just like the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, the plot line is definitely confusing. Yeah, it's just like, what was the point of all of it at the end? <laughs> But did you like The Departed? Loved The Departed. Brilliant. That was crazy. My jaw was on the ground the whole time. I I remember the first time I watched The Departed, I was pretty confused for most of it. Um, I had to ask so many questions. It took me a while to pick up because they tell you right at the beginning, they're like, Matt Damon is a dirty cop and Leo is a mole, you know, in the mob. And I was like, wait. What? I was like, why is Leo going to prison? Like, exactly. He... Like it, all of this, it gets really confusing really quick. But I I adore that movie. It's in my top 20. And you, I don't think you could come to me with a better cast from, from a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Leo, Marky Mark. Vera Farmiga. You've got Mark Wahlberg who won an Academy Award for the for that film. Martin Scorsese finally got, um, Actually, I don't. Did he get best director? I know it won best picture in two thousand six. Um, I can't I, remember if Scorsese got best director, but really great film. I'm I'm happy that you got to see it, Bunny. <laughs> I would show it to Kelsey, but um, I think before Wolf of Wall Street, it held the record for most f bombs in a <laughs> in a film. I believe it, yeah, because especially Jack Nicholson, yeah, he probably has half of them, <laughs> <laughs> and racial slurs and stuff. Yeah. Where you're like, ugh. But anyway, um, oh, and and Nick, was there anything that you watched without Bunny? Yeah, so a couple of things, just two movies. So I finally saw Ford versus Ferrari. I'd never seen that. You hadn't seen it? It was on HBO Max, and I watched it, really loved it. It was good. So good. I didn't know anything about the true story either, so I was sad at the end. I won't won't spoil it, but... I didn't know. We didn't know either. We didn't know. It yeah. Was, yeah, that was probably the best movie we saw in 2019. That was, yeah, that was our favorite movie of 2019. And there were a lot of good movies that came out that year. Yeah. And um, then I finally was, watched Tenet for a second time. And Okay, so real quick, I'm interested to hear what you thought after your second viewing. Loved it even more. Like, it, it's kind of like Inception where the more you watch it, the more you do pick up for sure. And I absolutely kind of was able to follow the plot a little bit better by watching it a second time. Was that your experience as well, Kelsey? Because we, yes. we watched it um, over Christmas break. Yeah, significantly more enjoyable. Okay, good. Because Bunny went with me when we saw it in theaters. So maybe, we should, do you want to watch it again? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. That was, and the, or we saw it in theaters too. Yeah. The theater experience is so fun, like going mm-hmm. to the movies, but sometimes when they're like really long thought-provoking movies i don't enjoy them as much in the theater because i've just been sitting in my chair for a while you know like i'm ready to get yeah, up there's nowhere but, to hide <laughs> yeah there's, yeah you're like you're there you know you can't yeah but 
Yeah, I, I, I've seen it four times. The second time was still my favorite. So I might just okay. <laughs> so it too. It's going downhill for me now. <laughs> no, not, not downhill. Just there's, l- I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, the second time was the most relaxing because I got the gist of the story and then I could focus on some of the other questions I had yeah. while still enjoying the set pieces. Um, and then I think my problem was that I watched the third and fourth time just way too soon. So I, I saw it four times in the span of like three months. So that might've been the issue. <laughs> Um, But we, Kelsey, why don't you talk about what we've been watching together? Okay, yes. Um, We have been watching Arrested Development. Huge George Michael fans. Oh, nice. Um, I'm glad you're watching it. Had you never (laughs) seen it before? No. I had, yeah, so I had seen, I want to say partway through the first season a while ago, but we restarted it. And yeah, we really enjoy it. It's 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 an easy one to just turn on while you're eating a meal or something. Yeah, um, has has a lot of a lot of good laughs. Oh, we like to have so one like uh, lighthearted, quick, you know, twenty two minute show, and then also a more dramatic one. So, one of my friends recommended Hannibal, and uh, she hasn't let us down before. So we we it's it's kind of dark. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> I haven't. I know it's popular though. Like it has a, such a cult following because it's been canceled and then brought back and. Had brief yeah, people, time. people, everyone was pretty outraged that it that it was prematurely canceled, and everyone's still rallying, especially now that it's back on Netflix and it's one of their more popular titles. Everyone's rallying for a uh, a continuation, but Mads Mads is such a big deal now um, that I don't know. You know, I don't know if he'd come yeah, back. Yeah, you that. never know. But it happened with Dexter, so like it's obviously yeah, that's true. It could happen again. Um, but that is a big recommend for you guys. Yeah. It's very good. And then I'm just watching some Bob's Burgers recently. <laughs> just, good. Glad you're I'm getting in more into that. Season, I'm in season three now. I'm just kind of burning through them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really funny. To watch. That's like my my go-to um, easy background show. Like if mm-hmm. I'm in, like on just like my homework or whatever, and it, I can just kind of do it in the background and I'll have Bob's Burgers on too. <laughs> I just love Tina. I yeah. just, I just love Tina's the the daughter with glasses. You know, yeah. oh, she's so funny. And just the things Jean says are so <laughs> inappropriate for an eleven year old boy. <laughs> That's what yeah. makes him so great. Awesome. Well, Kelsey Bunny, thank you guys so much for being good sports and coming on the show with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you. We're so thrilled to be, have been here. (laughs) (laughs) And to all of our listeners, have a very happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I'll just make uh, Dalentines. Happy, happy Dalentines. Happy Dalentines, everybody. (laughs) Got to bring it back every year. Happy Dalentines. (laughs) That's all for today, everyone. As always, a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners. Be sure to find new episodes on Monday mornings wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our new What to Watch Wednesdays post on Instagram and Twitter at don'tquoteme underscore pod for movie and TV recommendations available on the most popular streaming platforms. And also, if you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Really helps us out. Peace.